helping CEOs and business leaders discover the energy to perform exceptional brilliance and positively impact the lives of those around them. Be inspired by world leaders, game-changing influencers, and next-level gurus. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. And now your host, CEO and founder of Energy to Perform, international speaker and leadership performance coach, Craig Johns. Kia ora and hi, I'm Craig Johns, and welcome to episode 139 of the Active CEO Podcast, where we are decoding the next segment of Break the CEO Code. Over the past few Break the CEO Code episodes, we've been introducing the 10 elements of leading high-performing teams. And today we're gonna talk about trust through healthy confrontation. Building trust and resilience through healthy confrontation requires a safe psychological space. So before we delve into the healthy confrontation and what safe psychological space looks like, let's talk about trust first. You know, trust is the confidence in the honesty or integrity of a person or thing. It is defined as to have confidence, faith, or hope in someone or something. Okay, so it's so important inside a team that as leaders we create that trust because for the team to thrive, we must be able to trust each other because if we trust each other, we're more likely to, to be vulnerable so we can learn from things and we can help teach each other as well and be willing and open to learn from every single person and know that their individual input is gonna collectively help build a stronger team. Now we need resilience. Uh, you know, 2020 has been a massive year for where resilience has been at the forefront of how people are coping and dealing with, with an incredible year in our lives. And so when we look at resilience, it is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, you know, whether it be family or relationship problems, serious health problems, or workplace and financial stresses. So resilience is our ability to get back up on our feet when we've been knocked down. It's ability to overcome uh, something that we we thought we you know, so something that we believed in but may not have occurred it could be that uh, the resilience when our proposal was not backed because someone else's got the tick of approval our resilience is our ability to get up show up and turn up every single day it's so, so important that we can uh, ride the highs and lows because it's, you, we're never always on highs. You know, even the most successful athletes or musicians or teams, they don't win all the time. They don't, they're not successful all the time. Man, they have some tough times. And each time they have a tough time, they get back up, they work harder to overcome that and ensure that doesn't happen again or ensure they're ready to deal with it the next time something similar or like it occurs. So a team, the, the team needs to have both trust amongst each other 
and we need people inside there that are resilient and are gonna keep going and get through the tough times. You know, quite often we see people, when it gets a little bit tough, when things get challenging, that's when they step off the bus. That's when they step out of the team. That's when they start to float. Yeah, but this is the time where you've really got to step up and go because each time you get challenged and you get and you learn from that, then you go to a higher level. And it's so important if you want a high-performing team. Now, if you think about you know confrontation, so to speak, you know confrontation is a situation in which people groups have opposing ideas or opinions, and they discuss them. All right, so I just wanted to share what confrontation was first before we really delve into, you know, what is a safe psychological space? So we'll get the safe psychological space, we'll understand that, and then we will come back to why we need healthy, uh, what healthy confrontation looks like and why it's so important. Now, psychological safety is being able to show and employ oneself without fear of negative consequences of self-image, status of career. You know, it can be defined as a shared belief that the team is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. And team members feel accepted and respected because there is no team without trust. Google uncovered a great piece of research that they did internally in their team and it was around the five keys to a successful Google team. And what they noticed was that the highest performing teams have one thing in common, psychological safety. The belief that you won't be punished when you make a mistake. Because mistakes, if we reframe it, are learning opportunities. And we need to be able to take away the barriers to pushing the limits, to trying new things, to taking risks, you know, speaking your mind, you know, because when you do that, that's when innovation and creativity start to occur. So we need that opportunity to be able to learn. And if we're not in a space where we feel comfortable in taking risks, in trying things, in saying what we feel at that time or, or what we think, you know, it, it prevents us from moving forward. And we want to ensure that we create that space where psychological safety allows for moderate risk-taking, you know, that ability, as we mentioned, speaking your mind, the creativity and sticking your neck out with, without fear of someone cutting it off so to speak. Now, when we look at psychological safety, it is both fragile, but also vital to success, especially in those uncertain and independent environments that we face inside working organizations and environments. You know, if we think about the brain, right, it, it processes, um, you know, being provoked by a boss or a competitive coworker or dismissive subordinate as a life or death threat. <laughs> you know, the amygdala in our brain 
something. You know, it's kind of like this alarm bell and it ignites the fight or flight response. And it starts hijacking our higher brain centers. And so unfortunately what happens in those times is that we act first and then think later. So our brain starts to shut down perspectives and our analytical reasoning. So if we create that space where we have psychological safety, then the opposite starts to occur. We need to think first before we act. We start to, rather than go into a fight or, uh, or flight response, we actually are in a very cognitive, um, positive frame of mind to be able to work through things, be able to um, ensure that we have perspective. So we just, when we, we need to hold it together. And so we need to ensure that that our, that our brain, we don't allow our brain to go into those spaces where it goes to fight or flight or life, you know, in that, that we see normally in a life or death situation. So we need to prevent that from happening. So we need that psychological safety for both ourselves and the people around us because so that strategic thinking can occur day in, day out. Now we want to have positive emotions that allow us to solve those complex problems and foster cooperation in the people we interact with and work with. You know, we want to have positive emotions like um, curiosity, inspiration, confidence that broaden our mind and, and ensure that we can feel motivated and feel comfortable in being and persisting and being resilient. The great thing around having psychological safety is there's research there that shows us that humor increases. And obviously we know all the great things that come from, um, you know, humor and, you know, being positive and smiling where the happy hormones kick into place. Uh, and so we things like oxytocin and dopamine, serotonin levels uh, at the right states. So it's important that we continue to foster those environments where in highly demanding environments, the psychological safety is there so we can take the risks and be vulnerable in front of our peers so that success can occur. So when we're thinking around how we approach things as a leader, if we can approach conflict as a collaborator rather than an adversary, then we can see people shine through. You, you remember that we, as people, we hate losing more than we love winning. So it's important that we collaborate through, through things that are challenging and rather than become all defensive. It's important that we speak human to human. You know, think about how we can respect each other, the, the competence, the social status, and, and the autonomy that we can provide with our people. It's important to anticipate reactions and plan counter moves. You know, how can we think in advance of how our audience might react to the messages that you're going to share? Because once you have an understanding of uh, and anticipate what that could be, 
then we can ensure that we can take that next step and ensure that it doesn't become a negative catastrophe. It's important to replace blame with curiosity. And so if someone does something wrong or you disagree with them, rather than telling them what you think, ask questions to learn more. You know, why do they have a different perspective? Or, or you know, what led them to that space? So let's adopt a learning mindset and let's uncover all the facts before showcasing an opinion. Let's ensure that we ask feedback too, you know, in situations where we are having those conversations. You know, let's ask people, um, you know, for feedback on how you approached it. And then you can eliminate the blind spots in our communication skills. And it also showcases our own vulnerability and that we are willing to learn as ourselves. And this all helps build trust in, in us as a leader. Now, if we can, you know, if today, think about how you can start to create that safe psychological space. What can you shift to ensure that people feel open and supportive with, you know, their ability to take risks, to try new things, to provide their opinion on something? You know, because we want, we want to ensure that we tackle difficult problems more effectively. We encourage more learning. We create more development opportunities. And therefore, we stimulate better performance. Let's have a look at healthy confrontation. Now, when people think of the word confrontation, they think it's going to get ugly. They think it's... Um, it's someone's challenging someone that it's all going to get a little bit messy. It's a bit like a war, but in fact, healthy confrontation can be super successful. Um, L'Oreal in Europe have a room in one of their, their headquarters there that is called the confrontation room. Now the confrontation room is where you bring in your, your idea, your perspective, and then inside that room, the, the confrontation is done in a healthy way where it is debating and discussing and challenging to, to make it better, to ensure that we have uncovered all the gaps that could be there, you know, and ensuring that we have all the ingredients that are needed in the recipe for it to be successful. You know, when we're in situations where we are confronted with a different opinion, um, someone challenging us, it can, it can be feel a little bit hard. Let's think about this like exercise. You know, you know maybe you haven't been to the gym for a while and you or, or a run, and then you suddenly go back, and at the beginning, it feels extremely hard. But then the more you do it, it starts to get easier. And the more natural um, it becomes, and therefore it becomes, once it becomes easier, then you tend to enjoy it a lot more, and then you fall into 
a consistent routine. Now, if confrontation is done right, it is an extremely important asset to your business. If it's done wrong, however, it's disastrous. So let's look at a few different ways that we can create that healthy confrontation in a safe psychological space. As a leader, we need to ensure that our staff know we care. So it's important to build rapport and goodwill first. If we're going to address a problem or an issue, then we need to think around the timeliness of it and getting on top of things quickly. Now, when problems are small, the quicker you address it, the quicker it can be resolved. How often do we see situations get out of hand because we go, oh, it's only small, it's, I don't need to worry about that, I've got other things bigger to focus on right now. And then it slowly creeps up behind us and then bang, it's there. It's important to ensure that we we find the, the that we understand that confrontation is about closing the gap between what should happen and what is happening. Think about communicating to find a solution rather than to bring someone or something down. So it's all about solutions. So if you've got an issue with something, bring some solutions to the table. If you've got a problem with something, find some potential answers to that problem. When we're speaking with people and we want and we have an issue, we need to ensure that we focus on it being uh, on the issue rather than the people. So let's confront the issue that is incurring in our business, not the employee involved. Take the person out of it. Use a third point of reference. The issue is the third point. You've got two people or two groups of people, and then you have the issue. Let's use the issue as the third point. It's important to be concise. So if you are not concise when you're confronting someone, you will lose power. So stick to one issue. Use facts, not feelings, and be really specific. It's important that we use the right tone. If you lose your cool, then you lose the power of great communication. Think about how we can focus our aim of the discussion around what is the resolution or the next steps? What is the future game plan that we are aiming for? And then probably one of the most important aspects of any sort of confrontation is to follow up after the initial conversation. You know, create impact by having follow-up conversations that check progress and to see how we are learning and improving and moving forward. So, so important. Think about how we can ask questions in a certain way that allows other people to feel that you respect them and are debating their ideas rather than judging them because of their ideas. By doing this, we create healthy conflict. And then others will not hesitate to bring you even those incredibly unique and different and somewhat wacky ideas 
that proved to be invaluable to the organization. We need to ensure we have the space that creativity and innovation can come through. So I want to ask you this question. How are you building trust and resilience in your organization or your team through healthy confrontation in a safe psychological space that allows for innovation and creativity to continue to help grow and advance the work that you do? How can you build trust and resilience through healthy confrontation in a safe psychological space? It is up to you as the leader. Trust through healthy confrontation. Now, if you found this podcast episode uh, impacted you, in a way that you thought, oh, we can do that better in our team. Or you think of someone who could learn something from or, or remind them of something around the importance of building trust and resilience. Then please share this episode you know, in your community of influence and proximity so they too can be a world-class leader. Now, coming up on episode 140 of the Active CEO podcast, we have Dr. Amir Rashidan. Uh, He's originally from Iran, and he talks about his early years of being in a war, and then how life changed for him and his family when they moved to the USA, and how he's been able to use his world of chiropractor to shift the thinking um, in in the way that people can approach, uh, whether it be a medical issue, whether it be stress in life. And we talk about the stress-proof life. Really, really powerful. It's a great conversation, incredibly intelligent and um, smart person who who, who provides great, down-to-earth, easy-to-understand ways of improving our life. So join me in listening to that fascinating conversation in the next episode. To learn more about Break the CEO Code, then go to craigjohns.com.au or join the conversation on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram by searching Craig Johns or Craig Johns Official. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Craig Johns. This is the Active CEO Podcast where ordinary don't belong. Join the active CEO movement by visiting www.nrgtoperform.com. That's nrg2perform.com. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to tag in NRG to Perform. Leave a review on iTunes. Drop us a line with your feedback and questions and connect with us on the NRG to Perform Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next Active CEO podcast where the ordinary don't belong.